episode of The Spicy Life. I'm your host, Spicy Maddie, and joined with me, as always, is the beautiful and lovely Dr. Allie. What up? And today <laughs> in the building... <laughs> They're trying to force me to put my face in this microphone, and I don't want to do it. Yes, you guys, she needs to project. Admit that, she, uh, admit that she, you cannot hear her all the time when she is making amazing points. Okay? I hate it. These mics, man, they're gross. We have, we have a special guest for you guys. Yes. We're always giving all this love and honor woo, woo. to our females, to our ladies. It's time for us to show some love to the gentlemen out there the that are fellas. really killing the game, doing it right, showing yeah. us what fatherhood, loving on your children looks like. Today we have in the building, get ready, drumroll please, DJ Damage. <sighs> the people are going the nuts. The people are going nuts right now. They're going they crazy. Are, no, they're <laughs> the, the audience in here is absolutely going insane. Insane. There's about Women 500 people clothes here. right now for him just throwing <laughs> panties at the front of our podium. <laughs> the world has come to know Abdul Q as the renowned DJ Damage, oh. making his name synonymous with quality, talent, and success. Formerly a powerhouse TV personality and producer for Revolt TV, a television network founded by business mogul Sean Diddy Combs. DJ Damage also held previous titles as DJ radio personality on LA's 92.3. Yes. Damage is currently co-hosting the mm -hmm. Dualities podcast, Hollywood Unlocked, and hosting a YouTube channel with his son legend called Sunday Fun Day. Yes, yes. Aww. Doesn't that just make your guys' heart just warm when you just, That's oh. my boy. It just makes you melt when you so hear cute. that. <laughs> well, we always start off the show welcoming our guests and doing, you know, the spicy dish to warm them up but uh today's episode is brought to you by march matchness which is gonna have a ton of fabulous men there just like damage yeah that are single ready to mingle i love i love <laughs> and ladies you're more than welcome to come to go to eventbrite.com and look up march matchness it's a fun game night where you guys get to play some pop quiz trivia and spicy questions, build some intimacy, make some cool connections, raffle prizes. Once again, March Matchness, March 29th, Eventbrite. Get your tickets now. Woo! Yes. Okay. All right. Damage, you're going to just jump in on the conversation with every crazy thing that Dr. Allen and I talk about. We got to warm you up with the biggest yeah. news in the world right now. J-Lo got engaged. Yes. Oh. Or at least it's the biggest news to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that ring was big news. Did you see it? Bomb.com. That big emerald news. Gorgeous. She's like the Kobe Bryant of like engagements, huh? Yes. She's like the queen of the she, rings. She stays. She is. She stays getting rings. How many rings is this now? Like five? Yeah, like number four. four. She's number four. She's literally no. the Kobe We're, Bryant These are the of only rings. ones. These are the ones that we know about. Oh, you know, okay, guys probably okay. coming off the street, probably giving her rings. <laughs> probably. Like, oh, just, <laughs> just walking up to her like, please, she can you marry me? Aflac. She had... Um, she wasn't married to him officially. Chris, she had Chris... No, Chris Judd was... She married Brittany the two dancers. <laughs> Chris Judd. <laughs> No, I she, get confused with the backup dancers that she get Mark, married. She had old man Mark. So Mark Anthony was she was married to him for ten years. They had the two kids. They together. were married she for had, ten years. Yeah, she ten years. I, I didn't realize it was that long. Oh, four to fourteen. I thought that was like oh yeah, wow. it felt like two years. Um, Ojani Noah. Who the hell is that? She had Diddy. Ninety was in ninety seven to ninety eight. You're right, Chris. And then Judd. Chris Judd from oh three to I mean from oh one to oh three. Look, see, I was marriages. right about my backup dancer. She dated. Yeah, she dated. P. Diddy, she dated um, Affleck. Affleck. But these are the these are the um, these are the husbands. Okay, right. and then you guys didn't know this probably because it just released this morning. But uh, A. Rod uh, has been accused of cheating by Jose Conseco. So I'm not sure if y'all know the history of Jose Conseco. I don't I'm know anything sure. about Jose Conseco. So Jose Canseco and A-Rod, as far as I know, have never played on a team together. So it's like, well, where are you getting your info from, Jose? <laughs> 
Because it's um, his ex-wife. He's saying he's yeah, cheating with his ex-wife. Yeah. So he's so so Jose is saying that A Rod is is supposedly doing something with his ex-wife. But let I mean what? Like mm. he got what? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not buying. Sounds it. like some haters. I'm not buying it. Nah. But Jose Canseco is known for writing a book about um, about doping in baseball. He is the ball that got all that rolling <gasps> for lack of a but. Yes. Remember when there was that whole fiasco and that scandal? They had to go to Congress and, and testify. And A Rod got caught up because he was on that stuff. There's on that. The juice. Everybody uh, got I didn't caught. Know he was on the juice. Yeah, and I think A-Rod the book was, was actually called The Juice. Oh. <laughs> I, let me wait. Let, wait me, let me look it up. Damage. Isn't there a code between men? When you're cheating on your girl, like, isn't the, didn't he just break the cardinal rule? I, I think rule? he didn't break the code because he's cheating on his one because it's called Juice. The book is literally <laughs> called Juice. I, <laughs> I think the only reason it's not breaking the code because A-Rod is, I guess, cheating with Jose Canseco's ex-wife. So I feel like he's saying he broke the code. Like, you're messing with oh, my, one you're of messing my with girls. My chick. I want no parts of this. This I is some drama. I don't want no parts of You think so? If a man is going to come out publicly to say that, there's some truth to that. What if he just doesn't want A-Rod to be happy? Because maybe he did smash his girl back in the day. And now he sees, oh, you got J-Lo? Like, that's know, the, that's the one too, right there. It's a little too She's random. The one. She's the one. <laughs> it's a little too random for him to come out and say that. And he probably... Busted him on the juice too. He's like, I'm about to get this guy out of here. Y'all think? Let me tell you, Jose got everybody with juice. <laughs> he, got, he got absolutely Y'all think everybody. Everybody's so great. No. <laughs> okay, somebody else who is being he like everybody. Uh, freaking, what is it? Dragged through the mud right now is R. Kelly. Have you guys seen the? Ain't nobody SNL? dragging R. Kelly. R. Kelly's dragging his own self. <laughs> okay, but the SNL, the SNL this weekend was fucking ridiculous the way that they impersonated R. Kelly and Gail's interview. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I also really want to give a shout out to Keenan for always playing Keenan perfectly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He always plays himself perfectly with a beard and different hair, which I really love. And it's still Keenan, like we see you. He's my favorite character on SNL (laughs) just because of that. Like, oh my God, I eat him up. I eat him up. So so you feel like Keenan doesn't really ever play another character? He's just Keenan as R. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. Which I deeply enjoy. What happened to Kel? Man, I don't know, but Keenan's winning. Every time I see Keenan, I just get sad. Like, Kel was funny, too. Did he get on drugs? Did he start, like, Yo, a family? What did he do? I remember once upon a time, he hosted a dance battle show with uh, Sticky Fingers from um, Onyx, and it was very strange and awkward. For him to host a dance battle show? Yeah, with is Sticky he, Fingers, yeah. Is he in dance? Like, what? No, it was what? just a really random, Allison's random... looking up right now what happened. What happened to Keenan and Kel? Kel? I don't know where Kel went. Remember that show was like, tag your friend. Tag your friend. That was oh, yeah. his show. <laughs> it was so weird. It was a dance show. It was like, yeah, it's a dance show, and it's Kel and Sticky Fingers. It was like... Sticky what? fingers, and you know, sticky fingers supposed to be like a real hardcore rapper. Yeah, that doesn't so make sense. So to see him with Kel, like tag your friend. It was I love like- it. I loved it. I love everything about it. I love everything about Keenan. I love everything about I that their intro. Show. That it reminds SNL. me of my childhood. It was great. Good burger. Mm. But that intro to SNL was one of my favorites. Did you see it, Damage? No, I didn't get to oh, see it. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's actually it's actually one of my favorite cold opens to. I think that's what they call it, right? The cold open, mm-hmm. whatever. My favorite opening to that show ever, 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 because it was just. Spot on. Because I watched that whole intro. I actually showed that interview to my students. Oh, we're, really? We're, we're studying, yeah, personality psychology and Freud's perspectives on personality. Whoa. And so we like went through, like, what do you think <laughs> based on Freud's perspective of personality? Like, what are you seeing in this interview? Like, what are you picking what up? What did they say? They saw, you know, a lot of like, you know, the id fighting the the ego. So the ego is like mm. the piece of us that's like realistic and based in reality. The super ego is the super moral part of us. And the id is the piece of us that just wants what we want. 
We don't care what's happening. Damn we just it. want it. Midway, every single time mm-hmm. Gil asked him a question, he broke out into song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the throat life came on and he's like literally singing his like thoughts out loud. He's in the it closet. hilarious. It, oh yeah, it was the beat to the closet. It was closet. the beat to the yeah. closet. <laughs> is there something to say about geniuses where there's always like a huge downfall in their personality? I also think genius is a very big word that we keep applying to people that I'm not sure if they're geniuses. I, I understand and I agree, but I do think R. Kelly is a musical genius. I do. I do. For him personally, to not be able to read or write and to have I do, mastered the art of music. I watched him perform on YouTube for two and a half hours straight, nothing but hit rec- records. Like straight. Bounce, bounce, bounce. bounce. <laughs> <laughs> like with an oversized white t shirt and a bandana. He was singing ballads, hip hop songs, features. He had everything. He had everything. He wrote for Michael Jackson, then he wrote for. That actually did surprise B2K. me. B2K. That did surprise me that he wrote for Mike. He uh, has this range. That did surprise me. He wrote songs for Muhammad Ali, did a song for Shaft. He he could do We Are the World, then he could do strip club songs, then he could do sex <laughs> songs. Like musically and R and B. I'm not gonna say he he's bad, king. but I'm I don't sorry, know. I don't know about genius. I, I guess I don't have I a have metric. To, I don't want to I don't want him to be a genius. Yeah, I don't it. have a metric with well, which to gauge that though. I can't measure that. So I there's can't. There's nothing higher opinion. than the R. But and I hate it, it. Wouldn't it if since he can't read and write and all that, wouldn't it be and he's dyslexic, wouldn't it be like Beethoven who was blind and he was a musical genius? Deaf. I Kelly could be or deaf too. Became deaf. Became deaf. Wouldn't it be equivalent to the same? He can't read notes, but he plays instruments. He's in there. He's just a well, fucking some pervert. Some people definitely have that talent. Some people definitely have that talent. No, I, he's definitely a pervert. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, first he's of all. He's a genius <laughs> You're not hearing any He was like, haven't you heard and, the titles of every single one of my yeah. names? Like, honestly, and, now they were getting them. Like, <laughs> and I don't even, because I guess, I, I also feel like I think it is important for us as people to understand that people can be multiple things. You know, we can oh, be yeah, talented. Yeah. We can be musicians. We can be, you know, singers, performers, doctors, whatever. But people also can be people that have some fucked up shit going on and behind the behind Yeah, because doors. I feel like something was wrong with uh, Albert Einstein too. Not saying he was a pervert, but it was like some weird shit with him too. Mm-hmm. And like everybody Every, has this them. genius, well, has some strangeness well, I think, about it. I think it. everybody's quirky. The human thing Everyone is to have something. vices. And I think oftentimes our vices take control of our decision-making ability. We become obsessive. Like there's certain things mm, that are your downfall. Yeah. Relationships, you choose the wrong partner. You get addicted to drugs Vices based on the things that you're influenced by. I totally by. agree. And I think, you know, the, the old old phrase, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think when you're in a position when a lot mm. of people look up to you and you have a lot of power and a lot of prestige, sometimes, you know, Oprah says like, having money makes you a lot more of who you already were. Right, and so it only enhances it. So it only enhances it. So maybe there was a piece of him that are you know obviously we've we've all watched the documentary. You know, there's stuff going on with him, and that became larger when he had an opportunity now to find victims because he was so who he was. You know, you're a 14 year old girl, and R. Kelly's coming up to you like, hey, I think you have possibility and potential. Like that's still strange, man. Okay, but you just where the hell does a 14 year old girl know who R. Kelly is and want to like in Chicago? Bounce, oh, come bounce, on, now bounce, that's, bounce, that's bounce, a superstar. Bounce. You know what I'm saying? He's a superstar. He, that's he his hometown. Is, but like, we uh, know we got some hometown heroes in every city. Every city got a hometown uh, hero. Speaking of heroes, hello, Michael. I just watched Oprah's interview with the offender or the um, what I are they called? Know. Victims? Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> like, know. The ones who are accusing Michael of molestation. That it to me is like, oh, Allie's over here like clinching, grabbing her mouth. I'm looking at spicy with all intensity. <laughs> I like literally called her disheartened. Just, yeah. oh my God, what is that? Because I love Michael to death and I hate hearing anything negative about him. Like I'm almost in disbelief because I love him so much. And she had to break it down for me that it could actually be a 
a thing? No, I don't know. It could definitely almost be a thing, but at the same time, the feds investigated this man for 20 years straight. And, and didn't the find anything. The feds have a 99% conviction rating, and he never got caught. So what kind of perverted shit was he doing where the feds can investigate well, you for 20 years? He settled out of court. Settled what out of court? He paid $25 million to the people who accused him in court. That's it? That's what he... Well, I'm saying, so it's not that... It's that he settled out of court. But even if you settle out of court, once the fe- So understand, like, when the feds are at you, don't matter what you settle, once they're investigating, they're investigating. You go to court, though, but you have anything. to go to court. You have to go to court because you cannot... The federal agents... Feds cannot put you in jail... You still have to go to trial. So the goal is to not go to trial, trial, right? The goal is to avoid trial. But he went to trial. He went to trial and Uh, he paid $25 million (laughs) to settle out of court. But the parents said these two guys that made the documentary are lying. I'm not saying Michael didn't do nothing. Because Wait, looking the parents at Michael, of the kids are yeah, saying that? Yeah, they're saying they are. No, the parents that. were in the documentary saying that. It, but before this oh, documentary, the parents were they saying. They were all like, no. And now they're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just weird. Well, the documentary talked about that too. The documentary had the parents saying one of the boys from the documentary was talking about how nothing happened to him. He went to court and testified that nothing happened to him. His mom went to court and testified that nothing happened to him. The sister went to court and testified that nothing happened to him because that was a part of the story that they were making, that they were telling. And then according to the documentary, not according to me, according to the documentary, he came out and said that he didn't tell his mom what had happened because he loves Mike so much. He didn't want to hurt Mike. Mm. And so he didn't say anything. This is all according to the documentary. You can watch all of that. But let me tell you this. I do appreciate, and I know people are, are upset with Oprah for interviewing these kids, but I do appreciate her giving us this long lesson on how predators or people who you know are dealing with mental illness or who are just sick are preying on children and how they manipulate them with their behavior and with the words and making them really believe that they love them and that that's why they're doing this. And if they tell that they're both gonna get in trouble, like there was things that they, they were breaking down um, and she, you know, of course, had like a doctor come on and speak to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But it did give me more insight into even how you prepare your child for things that may be told to you that yeah. feel like it's coming from, you know, a place of love, like that mommy and daddy would tell you, but this shit ain't true. Yeah, I think one it's thing tough. that we forget a lot with uh, sexual abuse, because I think a lot of people don't have an opportunity, and this is just all in, in just in general, not speaking about these two men or anything, but in general, I think that we tend to feel like when someone sexually abuses you, you're supposed to hate that person. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's going to be a great, uh, uh, like a, a, an anger, and some people do get angry, and some people do hate them, and that happens all the time. But a lot of the time, there's a lot of shame and ambivalence because they don't hate the, the person yeah. who victimized them. They actually love them because you shared something with them that's intimate, and that even though it was something that was inappropriate, it was something that you probably didn't want, especially when you were young. So sometimes there's this very antithetical opposite response than you would actually expect to see. And I think that, like you said, I think it's a good teaching moment. Yeah. So that we, as, as, as people who, you know, who maybe don't have an opportunity to sit down with people who've been sexually abused or sexually assaulted on the average, we have the opportunity. So if we meet someone in our private lives that's experienced something like that, we can have some empathy and be yeah. like, you know what, I get it. It's not always what the you fear think emotion may not like. be triggered. The anger emotion may not be yeah. triggered. This, you actually may like and care for the person. It's, it's, it's different for everyone. Yeah. And, and I think that this is just helping us have that conversation Hell to understand yeah. that not everyone's the same and the way that we all respond to it is different. I just know. Mike did something. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, as much as I don't want to believe like, it, uh. ain't no way you're going to have all them little boys and stuff in that house and ain't nothing. It's just too... For me, honestly, just looking at it in plain, one plus one is two, that's strange. 
him having little boys and he's sleeping in their room and all that. That's just weird. That part is unusual. That's very unusual. We try to attribute it to the fact that he didn't get a childhood. That's he's, so. He has the mind of a child. And, and that makes it creepier. And I know. That that's the sad part. Creepy. The sad part. That is, yeah. That makes it even creepier. Yo, Mike, I love you, man. I love Mike, too. Something weird happened. Well, okay. I don't know if he's <laughs> penetrating little kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to think about that. But he that. was watching them. Yeah, he okay. So that may have, yeah. yeah that's was, so that to me isn't that, that unbelievable. Like I just, I guess there's this, you know, mm -hmm. of course, watching them get changed, affection and, stuff. and yes, just yeah. admiration that we all have. Damn so when it's going somebody in. <laughs> who we like appreciate, I know it is hard to separate, yeah. like the work from you know the artist, like who he is as a person, and so. I think a lot of us just are torn when it comes to the Michael situation. Even R. Kelly, look how long it took us to like believe the you know stuff with the little girls. I blame our parents for R. Kelly. You blame our parents? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you blame our parents? Because we was kids, we didn't really know what was going on. So when he kept going on yeah, with his stuff, true. we were kind of like you know. And this was before social media and everything. We like we don't really know. Like mm -hmm. we really kind of and none of us really loved R. Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Like we liked the music when we heard it, but. You know, not all of us are bumping R. Kelly every day, mm -hmm. but our parents knew. Yeah, our they seen the knew. whole trial go through, no. and they were cognizant. And they didn't go. We no, were R. Kelly. My homework. parents were bumping <laughs> Peebo Bryson yeah. and Sandy Patty. They were not focused on nobody's they R. Kelly. Weren't. I will say that. So <clears throat> when they be like, "Oh, why is it all this now?" Because it's like, okay, our generation is getting winner. What the yeah, fuck happened? Yeah, we just found out, and we're like, "Oh I, hell I, no!" I didn't know well, all that stuff you, was going on. I was totally hip to him peeing on the twelve or the fourteen year old girl when that trial happened. I was like, "This is a mess," and I actually was kind of cool after that so maybe that's why i really don't absorb a lot of his genius because for me i was kind of like ah, yeah man. you was cool off i was of like um, so I'm you were right. at that age where you were like nah <laughs> I, was kinda, I feel like i was old enough i, I was probably about the same age as her too and i was kind of like oh yeah yeah you're like p is that a thing once they kept pumping him in the music yeah. realm like a lot of people were cool on him but it was a lot of other people that didn't really understand because like, oh didn't he get off <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. So no. No. Yeah. He got off partly because um, one of the jurors made a good statement on his on that documentary. He said, "I didn't trust the victims because they looked too sexual." He said, "They looked. I didn't what? trust them." And that's a part of, and that's also a part of our legal system. That we have to be aware of is that when you're tried by your a, a jury of your peers, the peers yeah. they all have opinions of what people should look like and how people should act. And so if they see a young black woman who's wearing a short skirt and is in a video with an older man, they may be like, "Well, why was she there?" People have this need to blame victims. There's this belief in a just world that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. So if something bad happened to you, they have to believe you're bad. That's you why know? it's so important too when you pick your jury. I mean, or at least from my knowledge Wadiers, of Law and Order Special yeah. Victims Unit <laughs> or like just any legal movie, when they pick the jury, they're very much like, okay, eliminate that person, eliminate that person. Yeah. She's gonna like, you yeah. know, make them guilty. Like the you, process is called yeah. Wadir. But she could be a complete whore <laughs> with other 14 year old boys. But once a grown man steps into that bedroom, yeah. that's just nasty and it's yeah. wrong. I don't care what she didn't did. I don't care if she pussy pops in a handstand at the high school. No 40-year-old man should be in there peeing on her. At all. I mean, there's just, it's not even a question about <laughs> it. doesn't make it but right. It's like, just so mind-blowing sometimes when you see how, you know, and I think it brings up the, the also the concept of like, is it because we're, we're, we have an issue listening to black women? And that, you know, when black women mm. say something bad happens to them, are we more judgmental toward them? Are we more accusatory? Do we blame them? Do we not feel like we need to help them? And do we feel like we need to save white women more than black women? And so it's like when black women are saying something's wrong, it's like, eh, they'll figure it out. Whereas when white women say something is wrong, it's like, oh my God, the whole world has to come in and save her and make sure she's okay. Because I think that's kind of where the conversation's going now is it's like, 
are people not listening to you know because i mean this ha i mean there was a huge trial we're also portrayed from the trial but we're also portrayed as more strong angrier yeah. like mm -hmm. aggressive like there's been this image painted of like we can handle ourselves because yeah. we pulled our culture up by the bootstraps like mm -hmm. it's the a different <laughs> it's a different like perspective yeah i can see that but I, so it's just a part of the conversation, you know, and I liked Pete Davidson's perspective on uh, SNL where he said like, you know, we have to understand that people are people, people make mistakes, they do horrible things, people also have talents, but you know, what about you make yourself feel better when you listen to some R. Kelly music, but every time you listen to a song, you pay a dollar to a rape victims fund. So that's the way we need to think about it. So we don't do something that actually play helps step somebody. in the name of love at our wedding. Yeah, you know, and, or if you, if you do, if you play some music that you know from someone that you feel like has some questionable morals, donate some money. But then that's like <laughs> saying, don't listen to Michael anymore. Sorry, can't do that. So then am I being like, is that a double standard when I play my, you know, Michael Jackson, but yeah. I won't play my R. Kelly? Everyone has the right to, that's the to case, experience the world the way they artist. do. Well, and also if you think about it, that we can't pledge allegiance to the American flag. The, I mean, every single man that created the United States was a was basically a slave owner. I mean, you look at George Washington, you look at, um, Jefferson, you know, he, every black person has the last name Jefferson. Why? You know, how many Jeffersons do y'all know? You know what I'm saying? He was having sex with this, you know, George. And, and, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> George, poor so yeah. when it comes down to it, you know, we have to become more complex in the way that we think about these people because everybody, I mean, the entire history of the United States, which is what's happening now, where a lot of people are like, tear, the, tear it down, tear down these statues. I don't want them up there anymore. Please, yeah. tear that Take shit down. down. Well, something that is complex is parenting. Oh, and we have a segue. father, an amazing father, to speak on some of our questions Ooh. that we have in regards to like what makes a good father, what fatherhood <sighs> means, like how do we get our men to step the hell up? Uh, damage. Uh, yep. Can you start with like what fatherhood means to you? Like what is that? You know what? I never knew what fatherhood meant to me until I had a child. And maybe, you know, everything happens for a reason. But to me, fatherhood is like, you know, leadership. It's like the first form of leadership, I believe, maybe in the household as a father. And I feel like a lot of households we grew up, we had leadership through our mothers, which is amazing because you get that emotional side, you mm -hmm. get that passion side. But a lot of times you miss, um, I guess, the characteristics that a man can bring to the family dynamic. And like the importance of you don't even know how to value because you that. don't even know what the importance is. Like honestly, like I never had my dad in my life. I don't even know why it's important or not important. You know, like, yeah. I don't know what the hell he's supposed to bring at all. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I was good. I had my mom. You know, and then now me being a father, I'm just trying to see what am I bringing different that his mom is bringing. So oh, like how can you I balance mm. the parental role? Like what is my role? Like you know, I already knew what my mom role was. She, I guess she played both roles, or mm -hmm. did she? We don't know. Because I didn't have my dad. Right, then. there was nothing yeah. to compare it to. But other there than were guys around, and I think that's also important too. Because I have a lot of friends that are like, oh, I want to adopt a kid, and you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, that's that's dope, but also make sure you have like men around. Like there mm -hmm. has to be some kind of man around because guys look up to other guys. No matter what your mom does, right. that man is oh, going to look up point. to mm -hmm. another guy. That's and a I spicy hope, tip right so there. How guys did look you, up to guys. Yeah. How did you even develop a sense of what fatherhood was to you? when you feel like you didn't necessarily have that growing up to kind of like model after. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, well, that, that comes up without a dad. You just kind of just winging it. Mm -hmm. I think a bunch of parenthood is just, you really. <laughs> Figure it just, out. Did you read a book? Did you, did you no. watch TV? Did you like, well, you just I just did knew it. what I would want. Yeah. You know, like, okay. oh. I like that. It's kind of like, I think fatherhood is kind of like money. You know, like how you have all these plans for when you get money mm -hmm. and they could be good plans and bad plans. You might make some mistakes. 
So it's like, okay, I never had a dad. So when I become a dad, I'm going to, maybe I'll do some fun stuff like this. I'll make sure my son experienced this. I want him to have, you know, be well-rounded to play some sports, but also, you know, do something in music. So he could just, you know, it's like you kind of want to. Fill the voids you had. Yeah. Yeah. And just like make him well-rounded. Like he doesn't have to be the best musician in the world, but I want him to be somewhat musically inclined, like be around music. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to be the best athlete, but I want him to know like, you know, being active is good. Teamwork. It's like things you can learn and all. So it's just like you're trying to just put a bunch of pieces together. Was there some fear when you (sighs) were told we're having a baby? How did you handle that? Because. Not well. (laughs) A lot of men in your position run. Not well. And you were like, you know what? I'm going to step up. Think, How did that I, happen? I just feel like the other person knew I would never run. So, Okay. And what were the signs of that? How did that person know that you would be a consistent man and you wouldn't leave? I'm just a man that takes care of a lot of people. So I was taking care of that person at the time. And I think they just kind of got that, that feel that I'm not running. I'm never going to like not be in my son's life. I never had a dad. I'm never going to be... It's just to me, it's just unbelievable to know I have a son in this world and I'm not in his life. It just wasn't going to happen. Like, so why do you think? Simple. Why do you think that some men do run though? Like, because it's hard, and a lot of times they run because the the individual they had the the child with. So you think that because of the woman, because they don't want a lot her? of times, yeah, a lot of times it's the woman. A lot of times it's like I never wanted to have a child at all. I don't know what to do. You're you're afraid. You're just trying to. You know how easy it is to act like something's not happening? Yeah. But then you grow up, and as time goes, like, it weighs on you, and it weighs on you. When you're young, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I got a kid somewhere. Who cares? But with time, I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of person you are. You could be a serial killer. You're going to be wondering, like, damn, I wonder what my child grew up to be like. Mm. I like when uh, we get, like, advice and points on, like, characteristics that, people can relate or attribute to know if they're dating someone who may be like good father material. You know, mm. you said that she knew you wouldn't run. She, you, she, you were consistent taking care of your family. What are some other things that people need to look for when they're deciding if they should be laying up with someone and if there's long-term growth for the relationship or even if they should keep the child with this particular man? Like that's a decision people have to make too. You know what I've noticed? A lot of people... They don't need advice. They need reassurance because nine times out of 10, you just know. You can feel mm-hmm. it. Women, y'all always know when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like you go with it on selfish reasons a lot of the time. Like, oh, I don't want to be lonely, so I'm going to have a baby with this man and then he'll be stuck with me, knowing he's not a good person. You know, knowing he never helps you with anything, knowing he doesn't think of anything outside of himself. And if mm-hmm. you fit into that, then the relationship works. And a lot of time, a lot of women are in relationships like that. But I think characteristics of men that would be good fathers or just good parents in general. Good fathers. Um, <laughs> I think if a man is consistent and able to take care of his own self, you know, if you watch a guy that has a stable job, has a good routine with his own life, rather he goes to the gym, you know, like... Having a baby takes a lot of routine. It's consistent routine. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy that's kind of like, like say you 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 mess with an artist. Not saying an artist wouldn't be a good father, but they're one day it's this, another day it's this, yeah, and they can't even more build, free-spirited because they're even if they don't want to be. Yeah, they don't have a consistent schedule for themselves, so that you know that wouldn't be the best. Five, yeah, it wouldn't be I, literally, it's like that's like the reason I cannot have children yet. Because yeah, like, I am like literally, there's no bedtime, no no morning. It'll wake up like it's just wet, like. 
And if yeah. I'm imbalanced, like, how is this person? Oh, my husband <laughs> and I didn't have dinner till 12. I'm like, we you know couldn't do this if we had a kid. Right? Like, but they have to eat every day. <laughs> but, they need to be fed. But at the same time, like, there's no one formula that makes yeah. it right because that kid can bring balance. That, but they do have to eat. But they do have to eat. But sometimes, <laughs> I, mean, I forget. I forget. Like, and I'm like, sometimes wait. Sometimes you carrots gets you this in morning. a better routine with your own life because now if he has to go to school, you have to wake up. At six, That's make true. food for him. So now you got to make food. And if you, so, mm. have, you know what I'm saying? So Sometimes you have ordered you... to your life because he or oh, she yeah. need order in there. So question, when she found you or when you guys started dating um, the mother of your child, were you already a responsible man? Was that a characteristic mm -hmm. that was already in you? Yeah. It only heightened more when you had child as opposed to having the kid and thinking like the light bulb is just going to go on and you're going to become this well-balanced, responsible man. Yeah, it, it's it's a definitely a give or take, but you definitely have to have some responsibility. But some people, if you have real genuine love for each other and for the child, it will work out. Period. Don't ever be afraid because no, it's never the right time to have kids. It's never like, oh, I'm 35 right. now. It's time. It, <laughs> yeah. does, it really doesn't work like that. And honestly, the quicker the better because I feel like people are more successful the later years in their life, like mid-30s to yeah. their 40s. That's the best time of your life. And you don't want to have... It doesn't matter when you have your child. I don't want to tell somebody not to have, but mm -hmm. you don't want to have a newborn during the biggest moment of your okay. career because you won't be around. I'm already looking. I'm, yeah. I'm already looking for a stay-at-home nanny. See, like a, a living nanny. You kid yet? No, no, but I had. You have to set it up. Like I'm actually pricing schools in my area. My friends have kids that go to school in the area because you got to know what that what that tuition's about to look like. Because of course they have to yeah. go to a STEAM school because they have to you know get the science, technology, engineering, art, and All math. The, yes, everything. So I already got the school lined up, and then you gotta like who's gonna live here because if I have to be on set, if I have to be you know, doing like research. If I have to be doing this, if I have to be doing that, you're right. You cannot sit up all night, you know, and, and be exhausted the next day. It's like, you gotta have, you gotta figure something out. And so if you're in your forties or whatever, you know, I mean, I'll be 40 one day. And um, you gotta have, you gotta have it set up in another way. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you're in your twenties, you might have the energy. Like, I don't, I don't think I have that. Right. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, in just yeah. a second, uh, we're going to hear from Damage, some of the gratifications, some of the things to look forward to when it comes to being a parent and even how to like co-parent properly or make that, you know, a copacetic oh, yeah. experience. But we have to show love first to our spicy sponsors. Starting a family is one of the biggest decisions you can make. And I'm definitely in this kind of like, do I want to have kids or, you know, if so, win phase in my life. And I know I at least want the option for sure. So we have all these tools to prevent pregnancy, but we need more information to help us plan for it, even if kids are in the far, far future. No matter what you plan, the one simple step you should consider taking today is an at-home hormone fertility test for modern fertility. I'm going to share something like super personal with you guys right now. I probably spent about $6,000 out of pocket in medical bills testing my hormone fertility levels because my doctors were trying to figure out like and get to the bottom of my irregular menstrual cycle. So it turned out that I had a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome uh, that may, you know, make getting pregnant a little bit harder and complicated. But um, I am, you know, one of the one in 10 women of childbearing age that have PCOS. And guess what? Four years later, I am now married thinking about, you know, putting a bun in the oven. So I want to know my hormone levels again. Uh, thank God I now have the Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility ships your kit to your home. I went online and ordered my kit and it was there within a few days. And all you have to do is just prick your finger. Literally, you can just prick your finger and it's easy peasy. And just for $159, that's way cheaper than 
what I was paying before. <laughs> Modern Fertility gives you access to the information you need to help you plan ahead. And these same tests are over $1,000 at doctor's office. Trust me, I literally have spent uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. And you can now use an FSA or HSA. All right, y'all. So I have to admit, so Spice is over here trying to encourage me to take this test, but I was super, super nervous about the results. I didn't know, oh, like what's gonna happen? I was scared by the information. But then I found out that you get your, a personal fertility team, Ooh. right? So you get in contact with this fertility nurse, you join their weekly webinars, and you participate in their active online community with other women who also feel the same way that you do, maybe a little squeamish and nervous like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I receive peace of mind because modern fertility gives you the knowledge and the information that you need to make the best decisions. All tests are conducted at the CLIA certified lab and Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. So visit modernfertility.com backslash the spicy life to take their fertility quiz and get $20 off your modern fertility test. That's modernfertility.com backslash the spicy life to get $20 off your modern fertility test. Also, spicy is going to keep us up to date on all of her test results yep. and what you find out with her, basically these eight hormone levels are, I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, it's like a telenovela, you guys, stick with me. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, and our other spicy sponsor is Open Fit. Spicy and I have been focused on getting fit because it's easier said than done. So with our crazy schedules, we need encouragement and convenience and Open Fit is bringing out all of these new things because to make it even easier because like basically, we will miss sweat sessions. So now I don't ever have to miss one ever no again. No excuses. Like, right, lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in awesome. as less, as little as 10 minutes a day. Like everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs and custom tailored original content. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the Worldwide Sensation, Extend Bar, or get in a crazy good shape with your amazing body with Hunter McIntyre named Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. And these trainers know how to get your results quick. Forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit and just press play and work out on your schedule. I needed to work out this past week and I was not feeling in the mood, so I put on my 600 seconds with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins on my phone and I let him train me and literally did the 600 second abs and I felt it immediately. I think my six pack is coming along. <laughs> there Jealous. were so many fat burning muscle building and body sculpting benefits and much longer sessions in a fraction of that time. So like if you think of a normal workout that takes like hours, they're only doing it for you like 600 seconds and I'm telling you I'm gonna start doing this like every single day. So yeah, you can view on your computer, web enabled TV, tablet and smartphone and Roku. So it's convenient you guys lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days flatten your abs shape your body and lick and feel great i have lost this is my testimony three pounds so far mm -hmm. and my skinny jeans are starting to fit again they're actually starting to be skinny jeans so <laughs> open fit has changed the way i worked out and with my code spicy you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you again use our code spicy and start using open fit for your journey to a healthier life right now during the open fit 30-day challenge our listeners get special extended 30-day free trial membership to open fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you when you text spicy to 30 30 30 so you will get full access to open fit all the workouts and nutrition information totally free again just text spicy to 30 30 
30. And for those of you who don't know how to spell spicy, it is S-P-I-C-Y, okay? <laughs> Text that to 30, 30, 30. All right, and we are back to the show. All right, and we are back. Ooh. And we have Damage still giving us all of this great parent fatherhood, love, Ooh. advice, how to be the best parent ever in the world. Because we know it's hard for you daddies. We're trying to show you love today. Yes. Celebrate you because you don't get enough love and attention. Yes. And you guys don't get enough worship. Moms get a lot of credit. And men get portrayed oftentimes as, you know, being deadbeats or, you know, not stepping up to the plate. But that's not true. And even if you don't make it work or decide you know to stay with the mother of the child you still can be an amazing parent and we have damage to tell us how <laughs> now go I, I'll try. all amazing parents everything, everything. Well, i want to say something about and, and i said this when uh, you came on a duality oh podcast. yes i did um there's a lot of good men doing a lot of things but we don't toot our own horn like women that are more social point. You guys are on so many type of media apps connecting with each other. So when something's wrong, of course, everybody can relate. But like when guys are doing right, we're not on a forum like, yeah, good guys right here. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Like yeah. we just all the best fathers. <laughs> Do it. Guys yeah, all, doing it. all the best fathers, you know, they're not they don't even know, probably know how to use the damn phone. They barely not use the remote. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, I'm just they don't, they don't need a lot of these good guys or good fathers, quote unquote. Yeah. They don't put themselves out there like, hey, I'm a good father. Right. They just are, you yeah. know? So it's a lot of times it just seems unbalanced. Like, yeah. all these fucked up dads out there, you which there are. You guys also but- aren't talking to each other. So, like, when, we, like, even on social, because you just brought up social, us women will say, you know, you're still, you know, a bad chick or you're still, you know, got it going on, you know, big ups to the moms. You guys aren't also bigging up the fathers or the good men out there to each other. Like the Mm -hmm. way that we give affirmation to one another or accolades to each other for encouragement, you know, it's maybe it's a, you know, gender thing and women, you know, are more vocal. But when it comes to you guys, there isn't a platform where you guys are, you know, propping each other. Like, well, because men will probably just do it in person. Like respect, I see what you're doing with your kid. Like they don't, that's such a massive respect, man. Yeah, respect, respect, <laughs> respect. Like, yeah. but it is men that, that show love, but it's just not like that's not a man thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I'll say I am all here for like all those little like black dads and baby videos. Have you seen? Yeah, they're like doing, doing their hair. hair. I melt. I die every single time. Like whenever my dad would do my hair, I was like, no, stop it. There's something about here. a man with his child. Like <laughs> so when I see cute. a man walking up or just even damage when you have legend with you and he's dressed to the T just like you in your fly little stylish clothes that you be swagged so out in. Cute. I like, it makes my heart melt. I'm like, I want a little, like it puts like I my also, ovaries and like. I want another one. Also like adult, ki- adult kids, like kids who dress like adults. Yes, so that's that's like, like, a like a man. Like adult dressed kids. So cute. Oh my God. I no, can't. he looks I like want a more man. Kids. I want at least, I just probably want one more. Okay, so explain that. The dynamic of you having a child right now with someone who, you know, I'm sure you're still very fond of um, the mother of your child. There has to still be a love there. How do you turn it into, hey, we're not going to be together, but I still want to co-parent. I still love you. It's tough. (laughs) Everybody has their own journey. That's that's the tough one. You seem like you do it so well, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a a a look of knowing Give me some insight. Give us some insight because... When you and I started working together at 92.3, I remember you sharing that you had moved here for, you know, the job opportunity. But then you did something even more amazing. You made sure that your son came with you. Like, Well, she had to want to be here. She And she agreed. But yeah. you had to convince her, like, hey, this is where my son should be with me. Well, I think it was just mutual, like, 
one, I'm a good dad. And then yeah. two, it's like we're coming from Philadelphia. There's not a lot of opportunities there. And it's like, you know, why not move here? Not saying you should just uproot your life and fuck your life, but what are we doing in Philly? Like, we shouldn't raise our son necessarily in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Like, there's an opportunity for us to build a life for our child here. And she was with it. But at the same time, if she wasn't with it, I would have to respect that because mm -hmm. her whole family's there. My whole family's there. So, whoo, it was, it was, it's a lot. Yeah. Co-parenting is something strange. Do you guys have like a calendar or a schedule that's like written out of, you pick him up from, I don't know, nah, nursery we just work together. We, just, we really teammates, so we just work together. Like if she wants to go do something like, and the thing is you got to both be somewhat over each other. It can't be, because mm. that makes it very. So speak to that right there, the because yeah. it's hard to get over somebody when they don't want to be with you anymore. Like how yeah. does, how that's does she let you go? I, I can't. I cannot answer that. I don't know how she let you. Don't me go. know. Yeah, her process. She had a process. Okay, I'm gonna bring her in here. No, I don't. I don't okay. know. I have no idea. I'm gonna bring her in here to give us the how to, how to let your baby daddy oh, process we need go. Co-parenting. We need some co-parenting parents in here. Oh yeah, we should have invited her. <laughs> She's real quiet, so I don't know. Oh okay. I don't know. You know, honestly, that is a good question. I think. That was the struggle. Like when one person is still latched on, that's where all the drama comes from. That's where all the pettiness comes from. So once you get both beyond that and you know the true love is for your child yeah. and you want to do best for the child and not be a hater. Like if she wants to go on a trip somewhere, I'm not going to be a hater trying to think, oh, maybe she's going with some dude. I'm not going to watch my son. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Have fun. You're a mom. I always think about it like, yo, you're a mom. Like moms are supposed to have fun. I don't want I don't want her to be locked down feeling like all she can be is legend's mom right. like have some fun go out she needs an identity of her own yeah. so how do you I'm handle supportive. if i don't know if it's happened yet but when the mother of your child says i'm i'm dating someone right now yeah, it hasn't happened yet but if that does happen i just got to respect it ain't nothing i could do and what about introducing him to legend how long do you think that that should be prior you know how long she should be dating him before he meets your son before he starts making son and you know <laughs> father and son videos on youtube with him <laughs> I mean, no one should be doing that with anybody else's child <laughs> unless they're yeah. married. I mean, if you're married, it's nothing. It's Honestly, that's the, the risk you run when you're not with the parent. I mm -hmm. mean, with your co-parent, mm -hmm. there's nothing you really can do. I don't own her and I don't own even legend. Mm -hmm. It's They both are their own people. So if she felt like she was comfortable enough to bring a man around legend, I got to just kind of respect it. Now, if I find any reason why you know, something's going left, then I have to handle it that way. No matter how I feel, it's nothing you can really do about it. How would you feel if it was a Sierra and future situation with a uh, little future and Russell Wilson? How I feel like, <laughs> Wait, what's their situation? What's you know how Russell Wilson is like, he has um, practically Daddy adopted oh, okay, like okay. little future and future, you know, always gets in his feelings whenever he sees his son with, with Russell. Russell. Yeah. I don't, you know, I feel like in that situation, Russell didn't do the right thing. I feel like as men, as in if I was to date you, Spicy, okay. hypothetically, and you had a child, okay, and then the father is still around, he's still alive, he's not like some crackhead deadbeat, yeah. and I come around the child, if you don't introduce us, I need to, as a man, reach out on my own and have a man-to-man -man conversation. I agree. I agree. There's some things that. that, and I don't care how much drama you two got going on where y'all bickering back and forth, and I'm always on your side, yeah. but at the end of the day... Outside of that, there's a conversation men have yeah. that's a man to man. And I feel like Russell showed to me 
I think Russell's a great dude, but where people make fun of him and, you know, they be like, oh, he's this and that. He proves that when you don't have a man-to-man, just have a man-to-man conversation. And he's never had that? No. Oh, wow. And that's what Future would talk about. Like, and not saying Future's right. Yeah. I'm not, nobody's right, right in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, Future, you ain't right either. You did See, a bunch of dumb shit, but too. But there is, like, an Yet honor again, system that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense, is that you also, you want to be able to make sure that you're respecting the relationship that that child has with their biological parent. Yeah, absolutely. And not, you know, like, even when I, like, babysit my niece or something, you know, it's like every single move she makes, I'm calling her parents. Like she's like, I can drink soda. I'm like, mm, nope, nope. No, call your mom. Like, call a, your mom. Yeah, I, don't, I want her to order. tell me. You cannot tell me that you I can drink did, soda. I just did an article for uh, Your Tango on the like five steps to recovering from divorce. One of them was um, just like a tip on when you do start dating, if you aren't comfortable introducing the new the new partner, the new you know lover in your life to the other parent, then they're not ready to meet your child because mm. at some point there has to be some form of like respect and also too, you're bringing a stranger around someone's child. Like just respect the parent enough to say like, hey, this is my new partner. I have intention of introducing our child to them. You cool with that. He, let me introduce you to them. If you, you know, if you guys are in speaking terms, but there does need to be some type of respect because at the end of the day, it is a stranger. Yeah, for me to introduce somebody to her, because I think she could do whenever she wants to. It's different. Oh, for you wouldn't a woman. care if she just like introduced it's a guy. It's not. Then? I wouldn't care, but it's like, what am I gonna say? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, you more. Check them out. Make sure he's like. Yeah, a of course you want to do all that, but at the end of the day, what can I really do? Like, you're the mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as much as you want that respect, mm-hmm. it's it, it is what it is. Getting them to oblige is yeah. A whole I would thing. love for her to you know to do that, but at the same time, if she just be like, you know, I feel comfortable, and this is what I want to do, I gotta respect it. But for me, it's a little different when you're working <laughs> dealing with a female. I would probably want to be with the person for at least two years before I feel comfortable bringing Because then I have some leverage. Like, you know, this is it's not somebody I just met. Off the street, like, I've been talking yeah. to her for two years. I think it's time that, you know, you get to not get to know her, but, you know, this is somebody who might be around legend, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. we're together. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I would try to put at least some years behind it. Some time. Or, yeah. So, so it doesn't look finicky because a mom is a mom. A mom yeah. is going to feel like... I don't want somebody to replace me as a mom. Mm. Well, isn't Legend, he's young. How old is he? Six. So he's still at a very impressionable age, too. Mm-hmm. So if someone else comes along and he's saying something completely different than the way that you would instruct him or... Oh, yeah. Like, I would just be concerned about somebody else's influence on the rearing of my child because I need them to be just like me and even more amazing. <laughs> and like I said, and that's you yeah. really should only be bringing your boyfriend slash girlfriend around if y'all have some real timing because it's no point of bringing, it's no point of really having a boyfriend, somebody you're just dealing with and you don't know what's going boyfriend. on. Boyfriend, yeah, around your around <laughs> your kid, random, yeah, just some guy you've been dating for two weeks. Yeah, like, it's now like he's for showing what? Up. It's just it's just strange anyway because the kid's gonna like if they do gravitate to him, then he, he might leave or yeah. she might leave. And then if you with somebody for a long time and y'all have a mutual love with, with each other, the mm-hmm. kid will see that and be like, okay, this is somebody I can trust because mommy trusts them, hopefully. Because, you know, that, that story goes wrong, too. So yeah. I don't know. It's a complex well, thing. I will say this. So what about, so I had a circumstance in my life where I was dating a guy that had a kid. And his kid also, he was on the, the spectrum, um, the autism spectrum. Oh. Mm. And I'm the cutest kid in the world. And he wanted me to meet his son. I didn't feel like we had dated long enough. And I was trying to figure out, like, why would he be kind of pushing me to do something that I felt was premature? A piece of me felt like he was trying to get me trapped up oh, in this relationship because the kid the was so stinking cute. Like, oh, oh my God. And I was like, nah, I can't, like, 
He wanted you more like emotionally connected, more invested. I feel like I don't know. Do you know? Do people do that? Like, is that do even women want to meet yeah. your son? Like, <laughs> pre- all the time. Oh, okay. I, I've broken up with people because they they were weirded out that I didn't want them around my son. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So you do take the that very seriously? Though. No, because I did it wrong one time. Mm-hmm. I, personally, I didn't feel like I did it wrong, but the mother of my child felt like I went about the situation wrong. I was mm-hmm. dating somebody and had them around my son, and she was like, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I'm like, I'm not about to risk all this controversy between me and her for, for this. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to be around my kid. You it's chose not, you chose yeah, your family. Exactly. Like, you were like, I'm choosing my son yeah, over the drama. and you don't drama. have to be around my kid. At the end of the day, it's like, it's the not like... The relationship was with you. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't, it's not like, oh, you must be around my... No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't ever have to be around my kid. That's just weird if you think that. But like, a lot of women think like that. that. No. A lot of women just be think, think because they're women, they're supposed to be around your kid. I was like, nah. Well, I think society has taught us, like... That if we love you, we have to love the package that you come with. We have to love all of you. And if your son is a part of you. But it gets creepy. Mm, oh. Talk about that. Especially if you, you just meet somebody. Damage be having some stalkers, too. So yeah, I, I like can't tell when he's talking somebody. about a girlfriend or a stalker. And they be like, oh, like, you know, I could take your son here. And we, like, why, why, why would you take my son somewhere by yourself? <laughs> why would See, you take my child thing, from Why me? would anyone, listen, kids are cute. But why would anybody want to be one on one with somebody else's kid? Like, because they're fucking like that's nuts. Just kind of, isn't that kind of different? Yeah. Like, no, they don't think that's it's different. different. They weird. think I'm different because oh. I don't want it. Because uh, so, I mean, because too, when you're dating someone with a child, you want you want a relationship with the kid too, because you want to love the person who your person loves, and mm. so it's and it's a part of you. I understand wanting the relationship, but not before you're ready to give it. No, it gets creepier when you date women that have kids themselves. And they oh. really don't understand. They really don't they understand want play boundaries. Dates and stuff. They want all the kids to no, hang out. Uh, yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I'm in t- I can bring, and he can come with my kid. Like, no. What are you talking like, about? This isn't Babysitter's Club. I'm like, and then, <laughs> but you think they will understand it more because they are mo- mothers. Yeah. And they'll be like, what if your baby dad did that to you? How would you feel? But a lot of them, you know, the fathers of their kids are pieces of shit. So they don't really care what, like, oh, yeah. they probably don't even get to see the kids. So they're just like, oh, I'm a mother. I'm supposed to be around kids. It's like, nah, man, this is getting creepy. Like, you're not about to be around letting my son lay on your breast and all that. Like, <laughs> women, yeah, women get weird with your kids. <laughs> you cuddle, you walk in the house. And I had a babysitter one time watch my son. And they had the lights out. It was like a little candle lit. And they were all cuddled up on the couch. And I was what? like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Why is my son cuddled up with Nestled you? Nestled in your bosom. Well, candles and children do not mix. I just want <laughs> yeah, fire like and children. That's not right. And like he was just laying up on. I was like, what kind of cuddle is going on? Like this is strange. No, when you have a kid in the room, you want lights, you want noise. You, yeah. put, you put a kid to sleep, they're asleep, and you're like in another room. Yeah. Like you're watching like, TV or reading a book or something. It's like they're both cuddled well, up. Or they're on the couch nestled. on the other side of the Damn, couch like, under a blanket. Yeah. And Damn, was like, where side. did these fresh flowers come from? With the chocolate. Sometimes, some great like, juice. I miss him so much. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, yeah. People are weird. Do, I mean, Women Legend are weird is lovable. Kids. Legend is like a cute little kid. Like, I can understand why, you know, women would gravitate to him. However, I also think that they think that if they can convince you that they will be a good mother mm. to your child, you will love them and want them more. No, I just think you're creepy. <laughs> I get creeped out easily, go. so that, that won't work. It's I think good, people yeah. need to stop. Men, too, because I know men do this, too. Stop trying to do little things to make somebody like you. Just let them like you for you. Mm. Period. That's just... 
Ali's over here bigging him up. And that's, that, and that's probably, so real. And that's why I feel like I'm strange because I never overdo something to show somebody like I like you. Not saying you shouldn't do certain things as, you know, acts of kindness, of course. But if you're like purposely, I'm going to scrub this floor so she knows. I like. It's like... What? Yeah, if yeah. you're a dude that scrubs floors, oh just scrub gosh. floors. That makes you like think you're crazy. Can yeah. I just give a round of applause for Damage bringing up this tip? I bet you he's never even read the book, uh, White Men Love Bitches. But yeah. oh, no, one sure. of the rules in there is that us ladies need to stop, like, overgiving because we think that it's going to convince someone. And you say scrubbing the floors. The mm -hmm. reason why I say that is because we really will be up in there washing the dishes, vacuuming, making his bed, thinking, oh, this is going to make him see me as wifey material. Ooh. And we so are trying to show him what we're capable well, of, but he doesn't feel that way about us. So no, you just project a mother, that's not it. the no, mother of you, his kids. I have definitely cleaned up many a man's house. And oh, nothing to do with I him is because he too. was, but some of these guys are fucking disgusting. And I'm like, if I'm going to sit in this house, I'm not going to ask him to clean it because... If you would have done it because you want to do it. I was just like, yeah. I can't I can't sit on this couch. I actually but doing it can't for sit. them to yeah. love you no. more. No. We're all I mean, at some point we've no. all, all of us ladies have probably done it uh, like a little yeah. too much. I've cooked probably steaks something. and I didn't know what I was doing. They came out raw. But <laughs> like I've tried to like impress men with like all these things and didn't and it, it didn't it wasn't they didn't like me for me. So what am I doing? Yeah. But you have to learn that lesson. But I'm just happy that damage was able to speak to that right now and you heard it from a man. Yes. Like stop being an extra it just, <laughs> and, and for me it creeps me out like I, I think the average guy would just use you oh uh, that yeah, happens that's what do. you Talk know that, that happens what men using Talk about that yeah, yeah how do we get in those situations like where a guy just starts taking advantage y'all put yourself in these situations speak on <laughs> Look, it y'all have the power i'm a feminist thank you but the thing is thank you yeah somewhere along this power streak y'all get confused i remember i was sitting recently down with this um well all my friends from back home they came out here and they had a friend also from back home. And she was so smart. She was brilliant. And she was speaking about all these powerful things. And then when it came to men, uh -oh. that shit went left. Off the rails. All this knowledge and all this power went left. And she was like, yeah, I'm dealing with this guy, but he doesn't really want to be with me. But I, I don't want to leave. It was just, it got so calm. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So you know how to do this, this, mm -hmm. and this. But you can't figure out this simple equation that you need to stop talking to this dude. Mm. So a lot of times women get used because they want to get used. I think y'all just really crave companionship I think in a like different said, way than we do. Exactly. Well, I think like you said earlier is that like we have this fear of loneliness. And I don't even think, you know, this male-female thing. I think that society treats women and men differently in regards to that. Like, for example, I'm 10 years older than my sister, my baby sister. And she got married before I did. I didn't care. I was I was in a relationship. We were about to get engaged. Like I, I was unbothered by my sister's marriage, right? But I went to church that week because my sister had a, you know, part of the ceremony was there. And a lot of people came up to me and were like, it'll happen for you one day. Oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> You're not, oh, how'd you let her beat you to the altar? One old lady said that. And I was oh like, God. well, I didn't know it was a race. <laughs> I knew it was a race, maybe I would've ran faster. I, you know, and I think it's society is telling women that to an extent, you know, all we're worth is basically how much men love us. Yeah. If a man spends the time to pay attention to you, to, 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 to ask you to marry him, then you're worth something more than someone who isn't. Because when you're single, no one asks you about work. Nobody asks you how, how great your, your dog is doing or how great your plants are or how beautiful your home is. It's all about, but are you married? Yeah. Your Do you value, have any your kids? Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think the value placed on women is so different that it does become this anxiety of like, well, how, how am I seen as valuable on this planet? 
if I'm not seen as valuable, then I feel bad about but myself. Are men doing that or is that other women? I think doing it's society that? in general. I think men do it too, because men will say, Well, she's 35 and she's not married yet. What's she, wrong what's with her? Wrong That's with the her. question. Yeah. That's the first thing they ask. So it's this Who idea. Who says this? A men? lot of guys. Yeah, I heard this a lot is of guys old say. man thing? Well, it's um, like the old no, man. I That's that old seasoned <laughs> man talk. I ain't married. That seasoned man. And the Kangol hat. Why she not married? There's this perception that you haven't been chosen, that you that you're less than because nobody has decided to sacrifice and choose you and commit to you so, so therefore so, your your property value you know your worth well, on the market is less like th this is yeah, what we're told so what are dudes saying what are, you're not you're not buying this he's not buying this y'all <laughs> like, look this i hang with mostly women so maybe they are, maybe these old fellows are saying this but what I are your say generation this, saying our generation ain't, well, first of all our generation is getting married they are. Yeah, yeah millennial, black millennials good. are getting married. I know, right? I mean, contrary, contrary, to what, I'm contrary to what society is See? saying about us millennials, we are getting still married. getting married. People it's just not as fast and as high and as young as our predecessors. Yeah. We get married older and we stay married longer. They show that the older you get yeah. married, the longer you tend to stay in the relationship. But I will say this about getting used, just to jump back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Women, remember, don't give more than you're getting. Unless it's feeling natural to you. If you feel like, oh, today I just felt like, cooking him something that's fine but if you keep cooking 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 and he doesn't even <laughs> bring home the bacon compliment you anything <laughs> yeah like you and that's just the simple law of life like you can't just over give more than you're getting and that and that will balance things out because if you do something nice for me i would want to just do something nice back not like it's a tit for that's tat it. but somewhere down the line i'm like oh man she did something she got me something that was so dope i want to a way i can if, if yeah. a man is not thinking like that then you have to walk away that's it I like that because it's about, it's walk away. Don't try to change him. No. Don't try to turn him into a romantic that's going to buy you flowers. If he's not doing it already, it's honestly not fair to you or to him for you to expect him to be different. Because there's some girl that will love whatever the hell he's doing. Let him find her and you find someone that aligns with you more naturally. Well, question, damage for for like a woman that is... Has, that is with child and dating a man, mm -hmm. what should she be looking for in him to know if he's going to be father material because a lot of times when single parents are dating or single women are dating they're looking for someone to help raise their kid like they're looking with well, look a, at his a potential parent first. in mind look at the lifestyle look mm. at what he likes to do in his free time should he be doing anything for the kid like taking the kid to baseball because you were saying you don't like when women do that to you but how will she know if he can be a good father if he doesn't do those well, things well first he has to be a good man to you right you can you can learn down the line how to be a good father nobody's going to be the best father of all time like there's some great dads yeah. out there but at the end of the day it starts with love so if he genuinely loves you he's going to learn how to become a good father but i would look at his lifestyle if he's at the club every weekend and he can't balance that out with his work life like if he can't balance shit on his own before you <laughs> nine times out of ten you might want to side eye not saying you should not talk to him com completely because a lot of time women help bring a balance to a lot of things yeah. you know but you can't bring all the balance, right? You can't be like, oh, he was in the club snorting coke all day. And then when I came in, you know, I got him right. Like, no, it's still got to be like a little bit of a balance. Yeah, because he women to come do, with something. Yeah, he got to come with something. And I think that's one. <laughs> look at the lifestyle. Look at what he likes to spend his money. Just look how he takes Ooh, care of himself. Oh, that's a, a good one. Look how he spends his money. Look at how he spends his money. He's just buying a bunch of bullshit every day. It's like, I don't know if he can be a part of this family because... There's a lot of money we need to be spending on stuff that actually matters for the kid. And if he's still buying, but like I, there's no real way because yeah. maybe if that person loves you, he's going to be like, oh, I used to spend a bunch of dumb money on this. Now I want to spend money yeah. with the family. So you can't really write anybody off.
But at the same but you time, have to watch keep their behavior. your eye I think that's, open. That's an important tip, I think, too, is that, like, because you were talking about some things earlier, like, you have to understand your gut. Mm-hmm. There's mm. some people that just will yes. rub you the wrong way. And if you're not listening to yourself, you don't see it, you know, but you have to just be. It's a feeling. Listen to you your ha- gut. It is. You just have to understand. And, and understanding your gut is so random and tangential, but you have to be able to tap into when you feel uncomfortable. What does it mean for you? Oh, like, what know. does it sound like? What does that feel like? Y'all I feel know. like some people don't even know because they're in these relationships like your home girl. You know, she's so wise about all these other things, but it comes to that relationship but and her gut was shut knew. the fuck off. She, well, she doesn't even trust no. her instincts probably she, anymore. She no, but she was, but she was denying it. She was trying to, she was trying to fight against. She it wanted what That's she why wanted. When she said it, she started laughing. It's like, cause you know it's some bullshit. She like, but no, I need you him to tell listen. me. You gotta and listen. I was like, why do you need him to tell you what something is for you to know it's wrong? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, why are you giving him all the power? And and this is what she didn't understand is I'm like, he's not an asshole. And this is where men and women get so confused about how we come together and we, we court each other. Men are going to lie, period, right? Not period, like always, but men are going to lie. But then you have that lie that's the, how can I say this? Because it's so weird. In her situation, she's dealing with a dude, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to be with her. Not like he doesn't like her, but he doesn't want to be in a in relationship. In a committed with her. relationship he with her. He just likes what it is. Mm-hmm. And he kind of don't care if it ends in anything, but he's not going to dead her because he he cares about her. Mm-hmm. He cares about how she feels. Mm-hmm. Not enough to marry her. And he but likes the, he, the benefits package, probably. He does like the benefits, but from what I'm hearing, he it doesn't sound like he minds if the benefits stop. Yeah, he's right. she just could come. Like, she could say can, she could leave. He can get way, another job. So elsewhere. she keeps coming yeah. at him on these weird ways, and he's just kind of like giving these vague answers, and he's giving these vague answers because he cares about how she'll take it yeah because if he didn't give a fuck he'd be like you know what all right it's fucking so over that's one of those white lies like do i look in this dress like yeah mm, sure so she's yeah. like you know what do you think he's like well you know right now and she's like he just will never give me a, a consistent answer i'm like because mm. he's not trying to spit in your face like you you should know it's over he's trying to like blend out he's giving you an out <laughs> but he's like, trying to give you an but out why why can't you just be honest like why can't men just say i don't want you why can't anybody just do that that's I just do. a flaw with anybody i've done it <laughs> i've gone out on dates and i'm like let me tell you why we're not going back oh out. yeah i get that <laughs> oh yeah i think because and i do the same thing too like because women are so not fragile like you're weak like things you do sometimes to women can have such a ripple effect that you want to be careful with how you do it. Like, mm-hmm. I would personally, if I was in that situation, want her to walk away before I just walk away from her. Because mm-hmm. now she's going to feel like, I did this wrong, I did this wrong, this wrong. Not just noticing, like, this situation is just over. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just over. I think that's partly true. I think part of it is not just, oh, we just, we don't want to hurt your guys' feelings. I think a part of it is, you don't like the way it makes you feel when you yeah, hurt our course. feelings. So. Yeah. If you run the risk of making yourself feel like you're not this amazing guy that you think that you are, you mm. don't want to feel like you're a bad guy mm. or like you're making a bad decision. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to go through that emotion of what you do to us. Yeah. So in a way you avoid to avoid that, you end up causing more pain yes. by kind of allowing something to last way too long. Which is why people ghost as but, opposed to saying, I don't want you. Exactly. Yeah. But Which, you can't allow something to happen. People allow things to happen to them a lot of the time. Like, in that woman's situation, she's like, if he just tells me what it is, I'm like, you know it's over. Mm-hmm. For you to even say, if he tells me what it is, that means it's over. Mm-hmm. Why are we still here? Yeah, she still she's has just hope. laughing like, because she knows she it's still right. Has, she still has hope, you know, that there it'll work no out. There is no hope. You know this is not right for you. It doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, I've dated a bunch of people, and I just be like, you know what? I'm just going to step away from the situation. Why? 
And it's nothing you did wrong. It's just, I know in my gut, this is not somebody I want to deal with for a long period of time. So mm -hmm. you got to walk away. Because I will say, I, I can't wait until we get to a point where we can be a little bit more honest and feel more safe. Because I feel like there is something positive to knowing and having, pe a lot of people do want closure. And yeah. I think at a certain phase in your life, you have to realize that life isn't, doesn't tie everything up with a pretty little bow. And that a lot of times people don't know what they want either. Like this, this dude might actually not even know why it's not working. And right. so he might not even be able to articulate to her why he doesn't want to be with her anymore or why he doesn't want to mess with her anymore. And so in all honesty, the easiest thing for him to do, because if you don't want to introspect, you have to be introspective to understand why you don't like somebody. And so if you don't want to be that introspective, sometimes it is easier to just fade into the darkness and, and you know, just disappear. But I think that there is a piece of this authentic adult life where you have to begin to say, you know what, this is why it didn't work out. I care about yeah. you enough that I don't want you to sit up at night for the next five months and wonder where I went and what and why it didn't work out and blame yourself. It's because I don't like boom, you do boom, we come from different places, whatever it and might then be. Block them right afterwards. Right. Because they come I'm back. They always blocking. come back. I can see, I, maybe. I'm all they for come blocking. Back. I'm, I'm not mad at the block. And you I do. just I'm not mad. It, 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 hurts. it breaks my heart when women know that they feel like that sometimes even do know like dang he doesn't really want me or if he does ghost but they still spend all this energy on thinking about what happened what could have been like did i do something wrong they start going back through every single text message oh like did i type something right like should i have done more of this do that yes and the thing so is sad. is it, it, we are almost sacrificing some of our future and our life and our happiness trying to figure out why somebody doesn't want us as opposed to let me discontinue this relationship where I'm not getting my needs met. He's not making me happy and move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, it, and the people that do do that are just such cold, hard assholes. It is like, no, there's not a lot of okay, in between. Just move on. Yeah. It's like the, the woman that can be like, Oh, this is not working for me. I'm yeah. done. And then it's the girl that just holds on too long. Yeah. It's like, it's not a lot of people in that nice medium where it's like, it's like the butterfly and the okay. beast. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've dealt with girls who would break up with you three times because they thought something was going somewhere. And it's like, all right, well, fuck out of here. Then bye. <laughs> well, no, I, I look back at it and you weren't actually doing that. So I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I'm like, okay, I get it. But and then you have the girl I just this does not understand when to walk away and what the situation is. And it's so sad because when you talk to people now and you're not in a serious relationship, it's like every two weeks you got to have a talk of what are we because yeah. people mind sure is clear. Yeah. And that sucks too. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to let you down every two every weeks. Two like, weeks. <laughs> you know, I still don't want this shit to be Clock serious, work. right? Clockwork. I still don't fuck with you like okay, that. If you're just <laughs> listening right now, I got, I'm going to, we, we got to wrap this show up uh, just a little bit. So I want to recap with you some of the spicy tips that damage gave us that if you are a parent Male influence uh, needs additional male influence. Like guys need someone to look up to. So yes. if you have a son, try to put a male positive figure, male influence in his life. Uh, if you're also um, in a position with a child, also um, look at if the man is taking care of his loved ones and how he treats you. Uh, and how he treats his mama. How he treats his mama is another, yeah, that's another that's good one. Deep. You guys are looking for consistency. Ladies, please look for consistency. Fellas, back as well if you're dating someone with a child. Um, think of co-parenting as a teammate. Another spicy tip from Damage is allow someone to like you. Don't be so extra going over the top. Like, like let them like you for you. Don't give more that you're getting. And uh, he must be a good man to you before he's a good father to your child. 
And look at how he spends his money, which I love mm-hmm. that one. She does um, money. So. Intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, uh, men are going to lie. <laughs> but trust your uh, gut instincts if they do. Um, you know when they're lying to you and, like, take action when All they're lying. All men don't lie. I'm just okay. saying, when you're in that dating process, men lie a lot. And last one is, if he doesn't make you feel good, walk away. Okay, so those are all the spicy tips Damage gave us that on this episode. That so understated, man. <laughs> We're going to do Date or Dash like we always do at the end to Woo! wrap this show up. Okay, Damage, for Date or Dash, for a million dollars, and now dating is when you would, you go, you're going to go out with this person or you're going to dash the situation, okay? You're going to stay or go. So for a million so dollars, you have to sleep with your one of your crazy exes. Are you For a million dollars, you got to sleep with an ex. Are you yeah, staying or are you t- going? Give me the money. You're taking the money, okay. Show me the money. Uh, for a million dollars, you have to eat live spiders on a blind date. That's the first course of meal. Are you dating or are you dashing? Million bucks, eat blind, eat spiders on a blind date. Yeah, I'll probably do it. Okay, so damage is dating for and dating. <laughs> for a million dollars, you have to leave your kid in a pool like by themselves. Never. Mm-mm. So Never. damage will not take the million. Okay, he is Unless dashing. He is, uh, there'll be some loopholes with that. He's going to be in the pool, but sitting on the steps. Nope, nope. He can't get off the steps. <laughs> and he has an Olympic swimmer sitting next to him. <laughs> right. He has to a make rope. sure. I'm going to the pool. Michael I'm going to rope to my leg in the other room. <laughs> Okay. Up, so damage is dashing that date. Dash okay, it. and for a million dollars, you have to go to dinner with your ex-boss and give him a good night kiss for a million dollars. Pause, no. Okay, for a million dollars, damage is dashing. He's not taking the millions. He is not going on that date. Imagine that. Yuck. <laughs> but it's In a looks, date, too. I, but it looks, it's kind of looks off, no. no for a million dollars, I would do a shoot. Okay, there you guys have it. Uh, damage, please let us know where everybody can find you, your podcast, your IG, your social. Twitter and Instagram at the real DJ Damage on YouTube Sunday Fun that's S O N Day Fun uh, Dualities Podcast is on SoundCloud and of course you can check out Hollywood Unlocked on all platforms that's uh, Apple Music um, Spotify uh, Apple Apple again YouTube <laughs> Google Play man, all everything the, everything you stream stuff on Hollywood yeah Hollywood Unlocked is there. <laughs> Allie, where can they find you? You can find me at allisonhicks.com or on Instagram or Twitter. That is A-L-L-Y-C-I-N. All right. And you guys can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at Spicy Madi and uh, The Spicy Life. Make sure that you guys like, subscribe, leave us some comments, uh, forward this episode to your friends, let them know that there are good, some good fathers out there, pass these tips along. And then also don't forget to get your tickets for March Matchness on Eventbrite. And there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. Hey. The Spicy Life